0: Before we begin the episode, we just have a quick word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. That's help, H-E-L-P. We are so proud to be partnering up with a company whose mission it is to help you start living a happier life today.
1: Yes, BetterHelp is a professional online counselling service that sets you up with a therapist in under 48 hours. They have a huge range of expertise, which makes it much easier to find the right therapist for you. And even if it turns out that you're not too keen on your therapist, you can change for free until you find the right one for you. It is a professional secure online
0: counseling service available for clients all over the world. You can access your account at any time and contact your therapist and you will always receive a quick response. You can easily up weekly video or phone sessions with your therapist and get the support you need from the comfort of your own home. No awkward
1: waiting rooms or traveling to your appointments. It is also way more affordable than your traditional offline counselling and there are over a million people using BetterHelp today. They receive incredible reviews every day which you can go and check out for yourself at betterhelp.com forward slash reviews. And as you all know, because it's something we've discussed on our podcast before, I've invested in therapy over the years
0: and it's literally been life-changing for me. There is no better investment than in yourself. Anytime I've gone through periods of seeking professional counseling to work on my inner world, my outer world becomes completely unrecognizable. And that is because you completely transform how you feel, behave and level up so much through therapy. And we know that so many of you listen to our podcast because you want to improve your state of mind and level up your own life. So if you want to take your mental health to a new level and get the support and guidance from a professional counselor, join BetterHelp. And with our link, our listeners get 10% off their first month of therapy. Just head to the link betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. That's betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. We will leave the link in the show notes so you can easily get started. There is no shame in therapy. It's just like taking your mind to the gym and you are so worth investing in to get the support if you need it. But that's all for now. Let's get on with the episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Finding Your Feet podcast, a podcast show dedicated to helping you get closer to your true authentic self by helping you find your feet. Welcome to episode 12 of the podcast show. We've got a good topic today, hot topic that everyone loves to talk about, dating.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this subject. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, the ugly. We're going to be talking a little bit about our past dating experiences And um, if you saw on our Instagram, we also put out a poll to get um, some ideas from you guys, your thoughts on dating and also your fears. So we're going to discuss them and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun little episode.
0: Yeah, just have a nice little chit chat about the topic that we all have many questions about all the time.
1: Yeah, exactly. I just love dating. I love good dates. I love bad dates. I just I just find it fascinating, like people coming together. Like there's just so much to talk about and there's a lot to learn within dating as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. You can learn so much about yourself. And of course, there's many ups and downs that come along with it. But it always usually does actually help you, I guess, find yourself more.
1: Yeah, it's all like a learning curve.
0: So we are just going to read out our review of the week. Thank you everyone who's still posting reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you love our show, go and show us some love. Leave us a review on there. It helps us so much and it means so much to us. We love reading them. So this week's review of the week is from Doodle2004 my favorite thing to listen to. Honestly, I'm so happy I found this podcast. They are so calming and real. I feel like I've had a therapy session and a catch up with my mates at the end of each podcast. Keep up the amazing content. Lots of love.
1: Thanks, Doodle.
0: Thank you. That's good. I'm glad she feels like we're real. We always are just trying to be real on this show.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Being ourselves. Anyway, let's jump into the episode. So, dating—the world of dating—causes a lot of stress, but also, you know, brings us a lot of joy. But it's something that we all kind of have to plunge ourselves into, and it comes with the ups and downs, and the good and the bad. Good, good dates, bad dates. Even if it's a bad date, I've got a friend actually. She always says. Even if this date is bad, I've come back and I've got a really good story to share with my friends. So it's all, you know, dating is hard, but I think it's all in like the mindset of how you're going to look at it with how you approach it. We kind of want to talk about how you're approaching it today so you can get the kind of like the most healthy outcome out of dating.
1: Yeah, that's so true. So then whether it's good or bad, you know, that you're not going to feel like deflated afterwards. You can can just learn from it all the time. Yeah, uh, 100%. It's like,
0: it's really important to like, be in a good place within yourself, I think, when you step into the dating game because it it can be a savage,
1: savage game. It can. We spoke about this before actually about how um, if you're not feeling that good within yourself and then if you do go on a date and it's not very successful or something like that, you're much more likely to feel like your energy has been totally drained from it than if you would if you were actually feeling really good before
0: yeah like there's that um is it called confirmation bias so say you like tell you're telling yourself a story subconsciously about yourself like you're saying I'm unlovable or I have some kind of flaw that you think makes you not deserving of love and then you go on a date and say that you know the date seems to go well I mean I think pretty much everyone's had this experience when the date goes well you think it's probably gonna have a second date on the cards and they like kind of say that but then you get ghosted and ghosting is like not a very nice thing to do and if you've ever done that somebody don't you know have a decency to lay them down gently at least but with this like dating app culture like that happens quite a lot and if you've kind of like got this story that you're actually subconsciously telling yourself like about a flaw that you think you've got that makes you not deserving of love and then that person like you know, doesn't want to see you again, or they ghost you or whatever, that's kind of like confirming what is that you're believing. So, you know, we talk a lot about kind of like how life mirrors to you, what mirrors back to you, like kind of what is going on inside of yourself. So I, I actually think as well, if you like are uh, approaching dating, and if you're feeling really good, and like, ha- like fully like confident, like happy with yourself, like you're feeling, yes, ready to do this, then things like that just either they won't really happen because you're not going to track those kind of dates. But also if they do, like you've got kind of like a thick
1: skin, like
0: you can just deal with it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I feel like when you're like so sure on yourself, then nothing can like bring you down. But if you're like looking for that validation out of somebody else and then, yeah, the date doesn't go to plan or you get ghosted or something. It can feel like a massive slap in the face and you end up like questioning your own self-worth and you're thinking like, oh my God, is there something wrong with me? when really, like, ghosting is so immature, I remember I got ghosted once actually, and it's just, it is so immature, it's like, just have the decency to explain, like, there's nothing wrong with just explaining why you don't want to see someone again.
0: Yeah, like, you are not obliged to, like, have to go on another date with someone because you went on one date with them, like, but, yeah. you know, if you're dating, like, you're an adult, like, that. that's what the, this is what adults do. You don't do this when you're a kid. So, like, act like one. Like, have the like have the respect for that other person, even if you don't like them. And just, you know, let them know, like, oh, yeah, no, it's nice to meet you, but I'm not really sure that we're both on the same vibe or whatever. And,
1: and just end it there.
0: Like, don't continue this ghosting thing that is going on in our world right now.
1: Yeah, so true. And I think that's actually what, like, makes people fear dating a little bit because, by going out on a date and by putting yourself out there, you are like opening yourself up to like the possibility of like maybe getting hurt or like getting upset if you like someone and they didn't like you back or something like that. So it creates this like huge vulnerability of putting yourself out there. And it is a brave thing to do, like going and meeting someone you've never even met and hopefully like hoping maybe something come out of it. It is, it's very brave and it's very vulnerable. And I think that's why quite a lot of people shy away from it because they put up this barrier before they've even tried
0: yeah 100% like it's a very daunting it's a very daunting thing but as as like with anything in life anything that's like kind of worth having that you really want like it's it's never going to be a a plain sailing journey to get there like same with like say you've got a dream job and you keep applying at loads of different companies for this like certain type of job that you want and you're not going to get accepted by that well you might but you're not, probably not going to get accepted by every single company. Like there's always going to be knocks on the way. And and it's the same with dating, but I feel like it's more intense when it's dating because you take it like so personally, but this is why we think you sh- you really need to be like proper working on yourself. Like you being a really good place with who you are, like focusing on that self-love so much that then your like self-love cup is so full. If you go on a date, you know, you know who you are, you know not, you know, your worth. You're not going to date people who, you know, are, aren't up to your standards. That aren't, you know, they don't treat you the way you you deserve or want to be treated. And also, like, if the day doesn't go well and you don't really vibe, like, you can walk away. It's like with your head held high without taking any of it personally, because you're like, look, like, because what are the odds, really, like. Loads of us use um, dating apps now. Like this is this is how people date. Like let's be real, this is everybody uses them, like Hinge and stuff like that. There's so many people on there that you match with and talk to. Like what are the odds that like that person is going to be the one that kind of ticks all your boxes and you get on really well and vibe with? Like that it's not going to be like everyone. Like the odds of it are low because to get in a relationship with somebody or successfully date somebody like form feelings and like them, like they've got to be a certain, like everyone's got a very like certain type. Everyone wants a different thing. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea and that's, and like, that's fine. And it's like just thinking about it in like that way, like not every, not putting all your sort of energy and like hope on like one date, or do you know what I mean? Like knowing that just having a more like kind of relaxed approach to it, I think is much healthier Way to do it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it leads to like the whole soulmates thing. Like, even though that sounds like really far down the line, like what you view as a soulmate and stuff like that, but people like, like created this whole scenario of like you have like one soulmate or one person that you're destined to meet. So then when you are flicking through like dating apps, for example, and um, you don't even realize how much pressure you're putting in it, because if you're thinking in your head like you're out to find this one perfect person, then everything seems like more daunting but like I fully believe that like you can have what more than one soulmate anyway and like you can fall in love marry someone and then later in life you might marry someone else like that's totally fine but I think like we say it's all about mindset so I think if you have the mindset that you're you've like put yourself out there and you want to meet someone but just don't put so much pressure on it like everything having to be perfect like that's not how life is.
0: Yeah it's true like if you think about it like with making friends you know in your lifetime you make a lot of friends even when you're an adult it never stops like you're always making friends and you don't like put pressure on like oh like this person that I've met you know they have got potential to be my friend are they going to be my best friend (laughs) like do you know what I mean you don't do that you just like allow these friendships and that's a form of relationship to just blossom naturally and with dating just I think just the way it's kind of set up in society like there is so much more pressure on it but if you think about it in that way like just think you know like it's, it's just a person who's gonna go for a coffee or a drink or whatever see if you like them see if you vibe like get on well together if you like being in their company if you like their energy and just kind of let allow it to like blossom naturally and and kind of not have any attachment to right I've got you know, because you know, like people put time on themselves. You know, I need to be married by this age. Like, so say you say, oh, I need to be married by 30 and you're 28 and you're single and you're thinking, right, I've got two years. I've got two years till I've, I've I'm at my marriage deadline. And that's just a deadline you've like put on yourself, but you're then putting like so much additional pressure onto this person that you're like going on a date with. And it just will take away the, like, it, it just takes away kind of the magic of what is actually going on like two people going out to get to know each other see if you vibe off each other it potentially could blossom into something nice but it might not so you it's like just take away that like pressure
1: yeah I think as well like you said about energy energy is so important because I remember like a few years ago I went on a date with someone and our energies just didn't match and I feel like back then I hadn't like done much self-development work and like I wasn't that aware of like how different people's energies can influence the situation so like now I've worked on myself and I've really like improved on like my self-love journey and stuff if I meet like not even um like in a romantic way but like if I met someone and like sometimes you meet people in your your energies that you don't make sure like that's not really my kind of person like I just don't really get on with people like that and you can have friendships like that. And then also you can have dates like that. So I think the more you work on yourself and discover who you are as a person, if I went on a date like that now and I was like, my energy just doesn't match his, we don't vibe then like, that's absolutely fine. And that would never, that would never bring me down because I've, I've realized now how important that is to me. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, and I think anyone that's listening to this
0: now, if you feel like you're, you know, you're kind of like self-esteem, self-worth and self-love, levels aren't really where you truly know that they need to be don't put that pressure on yourself to feel like you have to start dating because there is like societal like pressure from society that you know especially girls like you know your body clock's ticking la la la, like you know you need to find someone whatever but you you don't like you just need to do that when you're ready and you actually want to like you might you know you might want to like I don't know, start a business. Like you wanna might want to focus loads on that and not have any distractions and that's fine. Like there's no pressure to to do it. You do it when you're ready. But if you're feeling like, you know, your self-worth and your self-esteem levels like aren't where they you know that really they they need to be and you deserve for them to be at, then you need to like just take time out and just work on you and then and then step into the dating game. Cause I think when you don't know yourself and you don't fully know your worth, then you're just going to end up dating like people with like low energy, like people that aren't on your vibe, people that just, just, yeah, they're just not your vibe. They're just not at the, you know, they're, they're not meeting you at the same level that, you know, like you deserve to be met at, you know what I mean? Like you, what you think of yourself other people will pick up on that and think of, think of you in that way as well. So if you're like, Undervaluing yourself, then now is not a good time to date. And, like, there's a quote from Florence Given's book, which we did an episode on. If you haven't listened to it, go back to episodes, it's a good one. But in, in the book, it says, like, I refuse to date um, when my frequency is low because I'm basically putting myself on the reduced rack. So, like when you're like feeling down and uh, like you're basically just devaluing yourself because you know, you're not you get out, you get back what you're giving out. So, if you're giving out like vibes of uh, and people pick up on like your low confidence and think that you know they can treat you in a certain way and you're going to tolerate it, then that's what you're going to get. So, if you're feeling like bit of crap by yourself, basically. Just take that time out and like work on you. Take as long as you need. And then step into the dating game when you want to, not because you're feeling any pressure to.
1: Yeah, so true. I feel like it dating is such a personal thing. And I feel like with dating apps as well, I felt like there's like the stigma that has kind of been created around it. Like some people are very resistant to using them. And I feel like it is just a personal choice. Like if you enjoy dating apps and you like getting to know people that way, then go for it, and don't ever feel embarrassed that you use them either. Like I've actually met some really good friends off dating websites that well, not dating websites, but more apps that I've used ages ago, or no, like met them on it ages ago, and they're actually really, really good friends now. Like you can genuinely meet people, especially in a place like like London or really busy cities. Like everyone is really busy and everyone's doing their own stuff, so it's actually hard to meet people. So if you are one of the people that actually um are like a bit resistant, like oh, do I look desperate and stuff like that, like it's not desperate in the slightest, like, you just go for it.
0: Yeah, I think there's there's 100% a stigma around it, but it's, like, a false stigma because, actually, everybody uses them. Yeah. Like everybody, like, in London uses Hinge. You know, like, it depends, I think, on what area of the UK you're in. but You know, or you're using Tinder or Bumble. But everybody's got it. Like, you're not, like, some, like, weirdo that if you're using that, because you it doesn't mean you can't actually get anyone in person like you haven't got this like this capabilities of approaching someone in a bar or something like that it's just it's just the way that our world is that we spend most of our time like on social media and stuff like that it's just natural like way that dating has moved with the modern times to have these apps it works for people it works for the new busy lifestyles that we all lead And there's no shame in it. And I think there's like false shame in it because actually I'm like, I think if you had 10 people stood there and you said, who's got hinge on their phone, nine out of 10, then people would say, yeah, or if not hinge like Tinder or something, or have used it in the past. Like so many people have, and there's actually been a lot of like, you know, successful relationships blossom out of them. But we actually got in a reply on our Instagram we were asking you guys to ask us some like questions and tell us what your kind of fears and like things that block you from dating were. Somebody said that they want to meet someone organically, but society promotes apps like Tinder and stuff. I do get, I get that. I don't think you have to use them, but I think also like, you know, you could also be closing yourself off from a lot of opportunity if you don't use them. And what you were saying then about how you've met friends and stuff, like, you know people that you dated that didn't end up you know romantically blossoming with but then become friends that's really interesting because i was actually speaking to somebody a girl who has moved from new york uh, from england to new york and i was speaking to her just like about her experience how she found it and like because she moved there on her own like new york's a massive city like how does she make friends and she said that she actually made loads of friends on tinder because she she would go on um on dates with guys and stuff. And I think the dating world there is very different to kind of the dating culture here, but they still use apps and stuff. And um, she was saying about how in America, like guys, they introduce you to their friends after like one date. So even if, she didn't romantically spark off with that guy. He had introduced her to his whole group of friends. And in that there'd be guys and girls that she actually got on well with. And she said, that's how she's made a lot of her like friends in New York now. And like, that's amazing. Like, so think about it like that as well. Just don't put so much pressure on it. Like you don't need to figure out if you're going to marry this person in the first date, just take that pressure off and, pressure off yourself and don't worry so much about are they gonna like you think about are you do you like them like I think we spend a lot of time thinking oh like are they gonna like me and uh, actually you're there on that date as well to suss out if they're your bag if you like them it's like a two-way thing it's not just you trying to feel conscious and trying to impress them the whole time
1: yeah that's so true I think in the past I've definitely done that like constantly analyzing thinking do they like me? Do they like this? Do they like that? But now I'm like hell no. I'm like yeah. Like, I like me, and I'm seeing if I like you. Do you know what I mean? Like once you once you know your worth and you feel good, I feel like you're just um you you know like you can navigate a date better when just when you know and you feel better in yourself.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And like you know, and then if you're really not vibing with that person, and you and and you know yourself well, and you kind of know what what you want. Uh, in uh, someone that you're dating and stuff like that and and if the energy's just not there and it's off like you you, I just feel like you're gonna have more of that confidence just you know what I'm gonna go home like I'll just call it a night and like not just try and long it out feel feel like people like try and long it out they have a bit of a dodgy first date and they're like oh okay like I'll give it another day I'll see how it goes it's like what's the point like if you know that they're not in you know you're not like vibing with them you don't need to keep searching to figure it out do you know what I mean
1: yeah or you don't need to like drag it out to make yourself feel like a little bit better, like oh we'll we'll just see like they yeah if know that you're not you know that you're not gone, you can just leave it and just move on, yeah, hundred percent so should we um
0: have a little look at some of the some of the messages that we got, yeah, so we asked what are your fears around dating, and like what is it that kind of actively blocks you and stops you from going out and dating um people said they were scared of heartbreak and like had a fear of commitment
1: yeah I totally get that I think in the sense of like when you're single like I definitely know this and I think you're the same Grace when you're single and you find like a really really good place within yourself and then whether you want to go out and meet people or not I think it's scary the idea of letting someone back into your life, even if it is just a first date. Obviously, as humans, we like overanalyze everything. And I think be- even before that first day, you are thinking, like, I'm putting myself out there. What's going to happen? And it is a bit scary. But you know, there's that quote that's like, I'd rather, I'd rather love. It's, I'm just like paraphrasing here, but I'd rather love and be heartbroken than never love at all. And that's so true. Yeah. I think you just have to like bite the bullet sometimes and just. Just go for it because you don't want to live that safe life.
0: No, and I think you know it, it's 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 comfortable once you when you ha- when you are like single and you get to that place where you feel really good, you are like really comfortable there because you feel really good. So like, why would you want to change that? And um, but really, like if you you know you most people, not everyone, but most people like they don't want to be single forever like they do want to find someone they do want to especially when they get older like they want to find someone that they can share their life with and and grow old together but you know you're not gonna get that if you let that fear like completely swallow you like that fear of the heartbreak the fear of commitment like feel the fear and do it anyway because nothing worth having like comes easily like it is there's always a journey you've got to go on to get it and and yeah, there's always a little bit of a struggle. But, you know, if you are ready to meet someone, if you want to meet someone, then I, I think your desire to have that love, that romance, that relationship will over, will get to a point where it kind of like overcomes your fear. Like you're like, no, like you will just push past it. But if the fear of commitment and potential heartbreak is consuming you so much and that often is probably because you've been burned in the past like you've had a bad breakup before somebody's hurt you in the past you're probably just not fully healed yet so Mm. just give yourself that time as well like there's no rush you know you're living life on your terms your timeline like there's no rush just because you go to a family like you know you, you go home at christmas to your family party and people are like have you got a boyfriend yet you getting a girlfriend like people <laughs> asking you questions like that you, you don't need to feel any external pressure from yourself like your life is your life like live on your terms do things when you want when you're ready who cares what anybody else is saying if you are feeling literally like consumed with fear of getting hurt again then you still need time to heal so just allow yourself time to do that
1: yeah for sure i think as well if you are feeling like really good within yourself, which I hope you are, um, you just need to find someone that kind of like brings out even better stuff in you. Do you know what I mean? Like I've never, I don't think I've ever found that. Like I've, I've had good relationships, but I don't think I've found someone that makes me like so secure and happy within myself that I'm already like that. And then by being with them, it makes, it just influences that even more. Like, I think that's what you need to find. And I feel like that is out there. So you just have to know your worth and wait for someone that just, oh, benefits you, that's the word. Just like benefits you even more and just brings out even more like good vibes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you never want to be, you know, feeling low and going into dating and then kind of latching on somebody else to kind of fill you up or bring you energy. Like you need to get that from yourself because otherwise you're going into like, a toxic codependent relationship, even if you don't actually see it as that, that is what it is. Like you need to just be like two people doing your own thing, got your own shit going on. You're both feeling good. Yes, basically, you know, you just want to be with somebody who can both just vibe high together, bring each other up, grow together. You never want to be like relying on somebody else, dependent on somebody else. And you will, I think, become that if you are entering the dating sphere with your cup not full because you're then seeking somebody else to pour a bit of their own juice into your cup fill it up and that's never going to work
1: yeah you actually just reminded me there's a, a really good podcast there's a, I don't know if you've ever come across her she's called Persia Lawson and she's a oh, love yeah, I have actually yeah isn't she amazing I think we might have discussed her ages ago and she did an episode um on what I'd wish I'd known podcast, and it's called What I Wish I'd Known About Love, and she talks about like codependency in her past relationship, and obviously now she's a love coach. And it's such a good episode. Like I remember, I like laughed all the way through. But she explains some parts really well. So if you want to learn a little bit more about like codependency and like how to know the signs of like when you shouldn't be trying to throw yourself into something, we'll definitely link that podcast below because she's really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's good. I didn't actually know she had a podcast.
1: Yeah, she has her own podcast, but this is this isn't her podcast. This she was a guest on someone's. Okay, well, we'll leave
0: it leave it in the show notes if anybody wants to check it out. Okay, another uh, response we got was that um, feeling like a bit, a bit like nervous to go on dates because sometimes you know people can be a bit, be a bit handsy, a bit too forward before you're ready for that. The, the girl who wrote in actually said she's scared of sexual predators, but um, saying that not everyone has complete respect and it makes you feel a bit vulnerable. I think this is more a girl definitely experiencing this. Like I feel like guys just in the get like they're not going to go on a date and think if I have a few drinks, this woman might take advantage of me. I mean, they might be in that kind of situation if they're on a date with some really dodgy woman, but I feel like that doesn't really happen. It's 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 like you it's gender roles like it is normally a girl that feels like that like we part of dating it it you do have a bit of that fear that you just don't know like especially if you're doing app dates like you've not met them before but that's what that's why I actually think it's better to just go for a really chilled date, like a, get a coffee have a little walk around the park or something like that like keeping it low-key just for the first first date just to like just suss them out and see see what what their vibe is. Like if you've already met them in a bar, like you've had that you've had a drink with them, like you've, you know, randomly met them in a bar, you've had a conversation. You can you can pick up on the energy, you can see what they're like. You know, you know, you can you can tell what kind of person they are. And then, so if you go then on a dinner date or for drinks or whatever, like you probably wouldn't feel as nervous. But it's more intense when it's app dating, which is to be honest, is how most people date now. So there is like it does come with that sort of risk.
1: Yeah. I hate that we have to feel like that. Like I really do hate it. It's frustrating as women that they're the kind of things we have to be aware of. But um yeah, like you said, there are ways to go about it if if you are feeling um a little bit scared of stuff like that. And then yeah, like meeting someone in daylight, like not throwing yourself into a situation where you would feel uncomfortable. Um, And like you said, going for a coffee, like huge thing, alcohol on dates. Like I am so guilty of this because in the past I've been on dates and had one too many to drink. And I can tell you now, I will get on with anyone when I've had a drink, like absolutely anyone. So how the hell do I know if I would like to see a person again if I've been drunk on the date? Because, yeah, it's fun. And like, yeah, let loose, have a few drinks. But if you're actually drunk, then you you don't actually know, do you? The next day, well, I don't know if you've done it before, but I, I certainly have. And I, yeah, you you don't know if you actually had a good time because you, I could have had a good time with like a brush or something. Do you know what I mean? I just, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I would I would get on with anyone after a drink. Yeah, no,
0: I I agree. I um I yeah I don't really enjoy how most really most first dates they're like do you want to? It's always do you want to go for a drink? Like that's the usual. Uh, Like scenario that you kind of do a first date in, but I I actually think that that's not good because you can't fully like your judgment's clouded by the alcohol. You can't actually really tell properly what this person's like, and you know, and then because you yeah you your judgment's just clouded, and also they're obviously having a drink as well, so they're not like properly themselves. Like they're they're drunk, so you you do become a less like a, you just become a not as good version of you. I don't know. It's just like not the real you. So, you, so I personally would much rather go for a coffee or a walk, or something chilled rather than drinks, because I just feel like, I don't know, you can't really get to tell who they are. But like, yeah, fair enough. Go for some drinks maybe after the coffee day, after the walk day, after you've like kind of sussed out who they are, then you could go and have a drink and it'd be all right. But I think as well, some people rely too much on alcohol to get them through a date like obviously it's like a nerve-wracking thing there's a lot of pressure like you want to impress and you've never met this person before you're worried about is the conversation gonna run out like all these things going through your head you think if you have if you have a drink because they like obviously dutch courage and all that take you know your inhibitions go away but it, i think that's actually a really unhealthy thing to do like to rely on the booze to to uh get you through a date but i've actually been on a date before where I, I swear down the the person was actually going and taking drugs as well
1: <laughs> like this exact thing happened to me it's so weird yeah it's really
0: weird so I, I don't I mean I w- would never do this like, I don't it's just really weird like if you're a guy and you're doing that like you know you probably shouldn't be dating you need to you need to spend some time looking at yourself in the mirror but yeah like he he was literally like sinking the wine and then kept going to the toilet like every half an hour I thought is he got a problem like you know, the toilet problem. But he was just getting progressively weirder throughout the evening. I wasn't even there for that long. And it was acting like crazy. And I swear down he was snorting coke or something in the toilet.
1: I, I literally can't no. believe that, that happened to us. Like the guy that I told you about, the, so basically this guy took me on a first date to a restaurant that was like his family, family friends like really close. So like as we walked in, Everyone kept asking who I was on a first date. It was so bizarre. And then, yeah, he did the exact same thing. He kept nipping to the toilets. Like, literally every five minutes, like, I was literally two bites into my starter. And he went to the toilet for, like, the third time. And I was like, what on earth is going on? And then, like, later on, I was, like, thinking about it more. And I was like, I think he was doing drugs. And I was like, God, Im- imagine, like, it's one thing getting drunk, but it's-, it's another thing doing drugs. So, guys, no drugs on first dates.
0: Yeah, it's rogue as hell. But, I mean, I like... I know that especially in London like the cocaine culture is is bad and people do it in work like workplaces like in banking and stuff like that but it's just even that's very strange but I mean and then bringing it onto a first date like what like
1: honestly yeah sort yourself out sort your life out and yeah, as that's well. why I
0: just go for a chill date instead so much easier <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah for sure I was just gonna say as well I think it does lead down to confidence as well because um in the past I remember like once I got quite drunk on a first date and I think it was because I didn't feel confident like you what you are like we're all it was natural to do it like you have a drink and then you have one more because you kind of just feel more confident in yourself but like now now I've like worked on myself and I do feel like way more confident I waived for like not having a drink. Like the last day I went on, I didn't have one drink and it it was so nice and so refreshing to not have a few glasses of wine. So yeah, I think if you are someone that thinks I need to get drunk on a first date, then maybe you really just need to work a little bit on your confidence.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because you just then... Hiding behind the booze and you are relying on that to kind of bring out what it is that you want to show to this person in your personality that you don't feel confident enough to show completely sober and that isn't healthy. So yes, definitely step away from dating if you feel that way because that's a big sign that you you got you got some self love work to do. But well, I I also like just drinking isn't a very big part of my life, so it just never has been. I've never being much of a drinker All right? so then going on a date whether where they often are like let's go for drinks like order a bottle of wine like you you're gonna end up drunk hung over like and I, I don't even do that really with my mates like I would rather go out for breakfast with my friend or go for a nice dinner or something like that like I hate being hungover. I hate that so just going on a date and doing that that's not even my vibe anyway I wouldn't even do that socializing with my friends out of if I could pick the perfect thing I was going to do with a friend, it wouldn't be that. So, yeah, just chill dates all the way. No booze, nice and sober. Get to know them, who they really are and make a clear judgment.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's one huge red flag, actually. Have you noticed on Hinge, well, I used to notice that um, some guys would actually put like, oh, what is it? Where they're like a sign of a good first date, like you're both absolutely wasted or something like that and now I read that and it literally makes me cringe I'm like that is yeah. a yeah kind of first date yeah and
0: I I like yeah I also wouldn't I probably wouldn't match with that person either because that's just oh, not man. not my vibe not my but yeah vibe but don't at all. get me
1: wrong I think it, like if you are someone who enjoys drinking then yeah go have a few drinks but yes yeah, it's, it's like knowing your limit and knowing when you're gonna get clouded judgment
0: yeah yeah And and also like I think if you're not going on those boozy kind of dates, what um the girl who wrote in saying that she was like scared of you know sexual predators on dates, if you aren't on a if you are going like on a coffee date or something, that fear the fear of that isn't so intense either because you're just not in that situation for it to escalate to that point.
1: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: Another um we also asked what were some of your worst dating experiences and somebody wrote in and said about me about catfishing how so they went on a date with somebody from an app and um they'd spent like twenty minutes walking around the bar looking for the person who was actually there the whole time because they didn't recognize them because they looked so different to their pictures. And I just think like obviously catfishing, it can be quite extreme where someone's actually like literally pretending to be somebody they're not. Like people make fake profiles and stuff. But also like with editing your pictures and stuff like that and to the point where you wouldn't really – like you wouldn't be – the person that is on your dating profile isn't the person that that is then on that date. Like you're not that – you're like portraying yourself in a different way like you're gonna go on that date and they're gonna see exactly who you are anyway but if you are like editing your pictures to the point where you're kind of unrecognizable then that's also a sign that you shouldn't be dating right now because if you don't have the self-worth self-love and you know confidence enough to just put your pictures up of you like just as you are not edited not manipulated then you if you haven't got the confidence to even do that then you also haven't got the confidence to even bring you know who you are unapologetically to the date the actual date
1: yeah I think it's so easy um to like judge if someone comes comes across as a catfish like oh my god they don't look anything like their pictures or they've used images that look like really old ones or something like that but like you said it's just a sign that maybe you shouldn't be dating like if you don't feel like worthy enough to share natural pictures and we've all been there as well but We talk a lot about this in our last episode. So if you do want some inspiration on how you can really embrace authentic pictures and really just let go of editing and retouching your photos, you should definitely go and listen to our last episode with Rachel because she she explains this really well from a photographer's point of view.
0: Yeah, it is a juicy episode if you haven't listened. Go and check it out. Yeah, and stop (laughs) catfishing.
1: And our quote of the week is, stay away from people who make you feel like you are hard to love. And that's so true. Because I feel like we've all been there where something's not really gone our way, even if it's just something so small as a first date, and you start questioning your worth, but you really, really shouldn't. You should just work on yourself. And then when things don't go your way so much, it's it's not going to bring you down so badly.
0: Yeah, Exactly. You know, like, you can pick up on people's vibe and if you get the vibe that you feel uncomfortable and you you could actually be very confident in yourself and, like, you know, your self-love game is sky high and someone could still make you feel, like, not right around them and that's just a sign. Just don't even bother. Just stay away.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, they're probably not on your level, so that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just once you know yourself, once that energy is off, You just know that you deserve better and you just hold your head high. Yeah, exactly.
0: So that brings us to the end of our episode, our little dating advice episode thank you to everybody who sent in a little answer for us it's very interesting to see what you guys have to say and if you haven't already followed us on instagram come and join our finding your feet community over there as we chat to you guys in the dms all the time we post amazing pics calming pictures we put meditations on our igtvs little inspirational little videos like it's just good place to be. So come and follow us. You can always find out when the episodes are coming and everything, but yeah, Instagram at finding your feet podcast, come and follow us. Thank you very much for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. If you've got any friends that you think need to hear a bit of this dating advice, send it, share on your stories. And if you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. So you never miss an episode, release them every single Wednesday.
1: Yeah, guys, let us know what you thought of this episode. And we also have a very exciting episode planned for next week, which I'm already excited for. So stay tuned.
0: Yeah I can't I can't wait. It's going we've got another guest coming on but it's going to be a very 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 good one.
1: Yeah so see you next week. Bye.